stories, big guests, the big picture. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge. Weekdays 1230 to 3, 770 CHQR. All right, let's uh, revisit what's happening in uh, the nation's capital today. The resumption of parliament and obviously uh, a lot going on in the nation's capital. David Aiken is chief parliamentary correspondent for Global News. David, good afternoon. Oh, stand by. I heard you guys. Oh, there we go. David. There we go. Hi, sorry about that. Thanks for making some time for us here. Okay. <laughs> okay, no problem. Uh, obviously, sorry about being a little late. Yeah, no, no worries. So, I mean, there, there's a lot on the government's agenda. We can talk about that. But um, certainly this, this whole issue of the Me Too movement and the scandal in Ontario, uh, even obviously the scandal around uh, Kent Hare, it's really casting quite a shadow, isn't it? Uh, it really is. And, and so today, as it turns out, on the parliamentary calendar was debate on a bill, and they're debating it right now as we speak, called Bill C-65. And, and this was a bill, a piece of legislation, tabled you know, back in November. It's a bill about bringing new sexual harassment rules and procedures and sanctions to Parliament Hill, something that would put some uh, policies in place for MPs, senators, staffers, employees who work on Parliament Hill, because there's been none. And that's one of the reasons why women have taken to Twitter or Instagram or Facebook or phone up a reporter. They got nowhere to go. It's been every woman for herself, really, on Parliament Hill. This bill will help. And it's one of the contributing reasons we saw the amazing events of last week, where, of course, Calgary's Ken Hare is out of cabinet, not out of caucus. And I don't know where, where we are on the count now, but we, I think we have at least three women. Yeah. Uh, we, of course, know about uh, the Edmonton civil servant who said Ken Hare engaged in inappropriate behavior while he was an MLA up in Edmonton. Um, but now we have some incidences reported while he's an MP. So it, it's, it's getting worse for him. I don't think he's going to get back in cabinet. And in the course of debate today, you know, normally I'm never going to send you guys to parliamentary TV because it's, you know, it's, it's only geeks like me who want to watch speeches in parliament. But Michelle Rempel, Calgary, of course, gave a barn burner of a speech about sexual harassment, how culture's got to change. Um, if you want to dial up, it's called ParlView, P-A-R-L-V-U, TV, is Google at, and she spoke, I don't know, around uh, 1240 today, 1240 Eastern, just gave a barn burner of a speech, yeah. just denouncing the culture around here, all parties. She, she called for a couple of things. One, how about this? Every political party has to have a code, a mandatory code on sexual conduct, sexual harassment, and everybody who signs up to be a volunteer, an employee, whatever, has to sign off on that code. And if you don't sign on that code and you don't have one, you lose official party status in the House of Commons. And she came up with all sorts of things. Mandatory ongoing training for MPs of all parties about sexual harassment, uh, sexual conduct, what it means to consent to sex. Uh, it was a heck of a speech. It was. And, and she went on. I think she spoke for about uh, almost 20 minutes, if I'm not mistaken. Yep. Uh, we played about two or three minutes of that earlier today. But, I mean, it, it was quite remarkable. And uh, you, you get the sense that, I mean, she's frustrated, frustrated about a lot of things, but just frustrated that this remains a problem. Yeah, absolutely. And it comes on a day, don't forget the context is, uh, our friends at McLean's are reporting that another MP, an Ontario MP named Rick Dykstra, while he was an MP in, you know, here, here in Ottawa, engaged in what amounted essentially to alleged sexual assault. A police complaint was filed. 
The party's lawyers were informed about this inappropriate behavior, and yet the party brass, when they sat down and said, should Dykstra get a chance to run again, as he did, the conservative war room divided along gender grounds, said the men said, ah, don't worry about it, he can run again. The women said no. She was furious about that, and I, I can tell you, I've talked to lots of conservative women today who also said they are uh, furious about it. So um, she was very frustrated with that event, and she's frustrated that she has to talk about this sort of stuff, too. Mm-hmm. Yeah, well, and, and certainly that dominated a lot of the conversation today. Now, it was the first opportunity as well for the Conservatives to to ask the Prime Minister directly uh, about these uh, ethical issues, about the Ethics Commissioner report that seems so long ago, but of course that was yeah. uh, just before the Christmas break. Uh, did we get any more clarity on that today? No, and, and the Prime Minister, to be honest with you, I think has been uh, pretty much a failure by his own standards. Uh, remember, he said he'd hold himself to a higher standard when he took office. He talks a lot about transparency, accountability, open by default. And on this matter, he is avoiding any uh, discussion, explanation, understanding of why he is the first prime minister to have broken a law. He got multiple questions from the opposition leader, Andrew Scheer, on that jury question period today. It was the first question they asked about. Lots and lots of questions. And he just uh, said, listen, I accept the report from the ethics commissioner, and I promise to vet all my travel. And he just kept coming back to that talking point. He answered three questions on this issue, and then uh, Andrew Scheer kept pestering all question period, and normally a prime minister will uh, answer any question from a leader of a party. In this case, he didn't even bother to stand up. He let his uh, house leader uh, answer questions, and, and her house leader is uh, Bartish Chagger, and all she would do is uh, just parrot talking points about how virtuous this prime minister is for acknowledging the report it was uh, quite frankly i thought it was disgraceful he, he should he has not answered any questions from parliamentarians he's answered a handful from journalists after he came out with their report but he wouldn't talk to journalists and i was one of those who'd been asking all year about this particular vacation and he's taken a couple of questions at these town hall tours he's done i think actually i think he's taken one mm-hmm. but the, the the liberals were today in the house trying to say oh he's answering questions from canadians at these town hall meetings no no he answered one and he's not answered any questions from parliamentarians on this. That's disgraceful. Yeah, I agree. Uh, certainly when it comes to the government's agenda, David, I mean, trade has been at the forefront. they they got a budget to prepare for here. So what, what are their priorities? Well, to be honest, one of the priorities is this bill right now in the House. And all three parties think it's really important, this sexual harassment on Parliament Hill legislation. So that's a priority. That's going to get fast-tracked and get uh, turned into law pretty quickly. Another one is a national security bit of legislation, and that's uh, Ralph Goodale, the public safety minister. He wants to fine-tune the Harper era's anti-terrorism bill. And now there was C-50, the one that Harper uh, brought in. It was controversial. A lot of civil society groups were up in arms about it. And what Harper's bill did was give our security forces, uh, RCMP, CSIS, uh, some new tools to uh, basically intercept uh, uh, potential terrorist activity, get into the, these online hate groups, extremists, perhaps disrupt these networks. And the, the, the security folks I speak to say this is working, this has been very helpful. And as it turns out, the liberals, you know, well, they sort of spoke against it in opposition. Now in government, they too see the value of the tools that the Harper government gave our security forces. But what they want to do is maybe provide a little extra oversight or, or more firmly define the boundaries that our uh, spies and counter-spies can uh, go to. So that's their bill. 
and it's an important one. It's something that the government wants to get done. Uh, and then, as you mentioned, the uh, the budget is the other uh, big highlight, and that's probably going to come down about the third week of February, we figure. All right. Uh, very interesting, David. Much more at uh, globalnews.ca. Uh, thanks for your time here. Appreciate this. No problem, Mr. Breckenridge. Have a good afternoon. You as well. David Aiken, uh, Chief Parliamentary Correspondent for Global News. Our number here is 974-TALK. That's 974-8255. We're back with more right after this. Afternoons with Rob Breckenridge, starting at 1230 on News Talk 770 Calgary.